Welcome back, lawyer listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 2, Episode 2, and uh, with me, as always, is Four Eyes over here, my lovely wife, Jen. Hey, everybody. I am a proud glasses wearer. I'm really in eight eyes now because I have reading glasses all of a sudden. (laughs) All right. Well, with this episode, I really feel like we're in Season 2. The, we're, we're past the season one blues. Even the first episodes of season two was good, not great. Now we're getting into the great, and um, the few episodes ahead are even greater. So I'm really excited to be in this place right now. <clears throat> How about you? What were you thinking? Oh, I enjoyed it. Season two was awesome. Again, another three-page note day. Yeah, this is one of the most enjoyable sessions of taking notes. And watching this show, because it can really be a pain sometimes, but this time, just there were so many laughs. I was so excited to write things down. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of good lines. Well, like us, you folks are probably quarantined in your house. We're not sick, but we're playing it safe. We are social distancing, not necessarily quarantined. but Which makes it such a good time for podcasting. In fact, mm-hmm. I even launched a new podcast with my son, Tyler. We're doing a new Runkle Recaps podcast, <laughs> Ninjutsu. Ninjago. Ninjago. Ooh, man. Jeez, what a bad host. Yeah. Uh, So we did season one, episode one, and if you've podcasted with a (laughs) six-year-old, you know my pain, but he's such an expert on the show, it went actually very well. I'm not going to put them out on any of the channels for a while. I think I want to see if we can get all the way through season one, and then I'll start releasing them, but in the meantime, they'll be on our website, so if anyone wants to actually has a kid who's watching Ninjago or is interested in watching Ninjago and you want to have a fun podcast that you can listen to with your kids, then just go to RunkleRecaps.com and it'll be in the blogs there. Sounds exciting. All right. The Scorpion and the Toad. Jen, do you know the legend of the Scorpion and the Toad? I do. The fable? Indeed I do. Would you like to regale us with the tale? Yeah, I'll, I'll shortcut it. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, and you know, you'll obviously see the parallels between this, the title of this, the name of the bar and the show, and then the behavior of Barney and Marshall. The story goes that a toad is in a pond, and a scorpion happens upon him from the side of the pond, and asks if the toad will give him a ride across the pond. The toad says that doesn't make any sense. If I let you ride on top of me, you're going to sting me and kill me. And the scorpion said, well, that's not logical, because if I do that, we'll both die. And the frog, the toad named Jen says, eh, stands to reason, <laughs> and gives the scorpion a ride. The scorpion, How dare you? Scorp- you know I have scorpion trauma. <laughs> uh, story for another time. <laughs> Maybe at the end. Halfway across the pond, the scorpion stings the toad. The toad starts to sink and says, but now you'll die too. And the scorpion says, yes, but I'm a scorpion. This is what I have to do. What a jerk. Mm Mm-hmm. So as we go through, we'll sort of draw the parallel between this story and that fable. We get a very brief recap at the beginning of the episode with uh, Lily leaving and Marshall in recovery, or recovering. And then we get a huge leap forward. We're at McLaren's, 
where Barney, Robin, Marshall, and Ted are having a good time, having some laughs at their booth. And then what happens? Marshall checks out Robin's ass. Yes, and Barney catches him. And um, Barney's very excited to see this. This means that Marshall's starting to get over that short redhead. (laughs) Marshall reminds Barney that her name is Lily. Oh, yeah, so it's going to drive me crazy all night. Yeah, so clearly Barney's trying to neg Lily (laughs) with her not even there. So Barney's very excited now because now he gets to take on Marshall, essentially, as his little protege, since it never really worked out with Ted. And Ted's happy to give up the mantle. Yeah, and Barney tells Ted about the butt viewing. Ted's excited for Marshall. Barney's now going to teach Marshall how to live. Just as you were describing, mm-hmm. they, he, he talks. To, he makes a you know a simile that the dating world is like a candy store, and this part you know is the typical stuff that we don't like about this show much anymore. In which it's they're going through a line of jokes of how do they compare candy to women's breasts? I guess. Yeah, I think female anatomy. You know, or were they all boobs? Maybe. Well, you know, whoppers, double bubbles. Right. Yeah, I think Milk they were duds. all boobs. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, the show likes to remind us that these are very immature adult men. So I didn't mind it. I, you know, the Whoppers part I didn't love, but then when it started going into all the different ones, I was like, all right, that's pretty funny. It's like it went on for an hour. I don't think they've done this yet, but we'll get a lot of these where someone makes a joke and then... It just goes on. And, and then, on. yeah, they <laughs> sort of go around in the circle and each sort of contribute, uh, you know, a, a similar joke. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we don't see it all, you know. It goes in fast-forward, and if you watch the fast-forward, you can tell, like, Marshall's not involved in this at all. He's literally just there. At one point, he has his head down on the table. I didn't notice it. (laughs) So it's just Ted and Barney going back and forth. They landed on double bubbles, I believe. Ted calls Robin to tell her that Marshall was checking out her ass, and she's happy. Yeah, she thought she was having a bad ass day, so it's nice to get a little compliment. And then in pops Lily and says that it is a good... But, yep, and there's sort of a, an anticipation of how Robin's going to react to Lily, and how does Robin react? Your hair is adorable. Which is what you said last week. Which it is adorable. I love it so much more than like the bright red that she had in season one. I prefer the bright red. I don't. I like the dark. It's more sophisticated, and I don't know. More it's smart. Cute. More smarter. More smarter. <laughs> much like Marshall as a third-year law student. So we, we skip right to Barney and Marshall together at a bar, and I kind of like this because we, we haven't gotten a lot of Marshall and Barney alone right. in the past. Right. We got a little bit last week at the strip club, but not much. And Barney does, uh, have you met Marshall? To, to a, a woman at the bar. And <laughs> Marshall doesn't do too well this first time out. No, Marshall doesn't know what he's doing. He talks about his sweaty hands. Uh, it's just smelly water. And then he retreats. Barney kind of comes in for a rescue, but then is interested in the woman and goes right into a magic trick. We know that uh, NPH loves ma- doing magic, so we get a lot of that this episode. Yeah. It was a good trick. Yeah. So he, I don't know, what would you call that? Like sparklers almost? He does, yeah, he sends a little f- spark flame from one hand to the other and catches it and it says what the girl said to him, which is, um, I guess. Yeah. And oh my God. So he, you know, he kind of takes that in and then starts kind of talking up Marshall. But then we cut to the next day at a diner. And he credits Marshall for 
inventing salad in a bag. Oh, right. <laughs> and so Barney comes in kind of giving Marshall a lot of praise about how he, you know, how he did last night, but then we come to find out that Barney actually went home with the girl. Yeah, and he said if it wasn't for him, Marshall would have scored, so yeah, it was a... <laughs> hypothetical. Hypothetically, got, he got laid, and he wanted to do a hypothetical high-five. Not one of his better ones, but... And Marshall is not happy with him at all. Barney wants to go back out again tonight, Marshall says no, but then gets talked into it as, you know, Barney is, is uh, want to do. Yes, Barney's going to teach him strategies. Number seven, create a mystery about yourself. The girls will be intrigued and hang out all night. So Marshall, <laughs> I kind of silly, but I kind of like this. Marshall asks, does it work? And Parker's like, I don't know. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. And Damn, like, that's compelling. <laughs> yeah. So Marshall's back in, yeah, despite his reluctance. We were at the apartment, and Robin enters. Both her and Ted are anxious to tell each other something. Ted gets to go first. He found a penny from 1937. 39. Ooh, what? You sure? Yep. Okay. Robin about all the things this little copper guy see. <laughs> yeah. And this isn't the last time we see Ted excited about a coin. That's true. And then Robin immediately interrupts and says, you yeah, know, she saw Lily. <laughs> Ted's like, why did you let me go first? <laughs> she went apartment hunting with Lily. And Ted wants to know how she's doing. And Robin says, you're not going to like this. And we get sort of a flash over to Lily describing her time in San Francisco, San Francisco, talking it up, talking up the art program. We get a, a flashback of the art teacher saying to her, oh, my God, this is your best work. This is art. I can't teach you anything, which we get a great call uh, back to later. You didn't quite get all of it. No, no, I didn't. wasn't trying to. Oh, no, you need to because it comes back later. So I think we need to do the whole. Go ahead. The whole soliloquy, if you will. So it's, oh, my God, this is your best work. In all my years teaching, I've never seen anything so, needless to say, this is art. I can't teach you anything. So that's our first version of it. Right. So, yeah, Lily had an amazing time. Obviously, she's great. You know, she's wonderful at this fellowship. She met all sorts of people. San Francisco has a human tapestry. So who did Ted's, she meet? <laughs> Ted's really incensed. Yeah. Yeah, so we kind of get Ted cutting in here in between these stories, they just being livid that how dare Lily be happy about any of this. But did you <laughs> did you uh, write down who she met on the bus? No. Okay. So this comes back also. I don't think it was in the TV version. Oh, okay. So yeah, this comes back as well. So the first person is a Buddhist monk slash travel adventure writer. Another person sings in a punk band for children. And the third person is just a neurosurgeon who like just looks at her and is like, you are stunning. So we'll put a pin in that. We'll okay. come back to it. Marshall enters, because Ted just said, this, it's unbelievable. Marshall enters and says, what's unbelievable? And Robert says, Ted found a penny on the subway, and it's old, and that's interesting. <laughs> and I love Marshall's, way to go. <laughs> he seems like genuinely happy for Ted. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ted's really bad, like, it is interesting. Hmm. She, uh, she's telling Ted that Lily's actually moved on. Yeah, I wonder what she means by that. I guess just in life, because she never talks about dating Seen anyone. Seeing someone, that's usually what moved on means. Right. Robin goes into, well, it happens. I've fallen <laughs> out of love faster than, and then just goes into this little speech about how it's easy for her to fall out of love all of a sudden and just walk away like the guy never even existed. <laughs> right. But we're great. 
honey. <laughs> We're back at McLaren's, and Barney's giving some more advice to Marshall, saying, make a beautiful woman feel insecure. Yes, that's lesson two, corollary five. Marshall has chosen his girl. Barney's not very impressed. I like his ambition is the enemy of success. That's so mean. Yeah. It's a very fancy way of being really mean to somebody. Yeah, well, they don't say it to her, and then also we see that he does find her quite attractive (laughs) when he gets up to her, so it sort of gets erased, but you're right. Uh, Marshall comes up to her, hey, four eyes, got astigmatism, and then (laughs) completely backs off. "Ah, I don't know what I'm doing. This is stupid, and she kind of finds this a little charming. Yeah, she's, yeah. Seems to be at least willing to have the conversation, and then Barney comes up, <laughs> asks if she likes magic. Yeah. So we go back into how we picked up the first one. Yeah, we immediately cut to the apartment, and Marshall and Barney are sitting on the couch, and Marshall... <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. Barney claims the sickness. He's the real victim. Much but tonight, like scorpion? <laughs> but tonight, they'll go to a college bar, and it's called, of course, The Scorpion and the Toad. Which is a strange name for a bar. It is. I think it was their only way of getting it into the story. Right. So they could say it out loud in the story. That's true. But yeah, it's a college bar. Marshall will seem more worldly and more smarter as the third-year mm-hmm. law student. Marshall says, okay, but no magic, and then turns around and looks next to him, and Barney's not there. <laughs> and How'd you do that? Dude, I'm taking a leak. <laughs> that was a good scene. Yeah. It's not as good as Phil Dumphy when people disappear. It's like... How? <laughs> Just goes to show uh, Ty Burrell. Burrell? Mm-hmm. Burrell? I think Ty Burrell. Burrell. Uh, probably a better, maybe a better actor than, maybe a better comedic actor than Jason Siegel. Ooh, interesting. Hot take. Hot take. I had another hot take coming up for this episode, so Ooh. just hold, hold on, everyone. Don't, tr- don't, turn, those, don't turn those dials. <laughs> All right, they're apartment hunting. Lily's all over the place talking about what she thinks she might want to do. Maybe it's not even art anymore. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's spoken spoken word. word. Maybe both at the same time. So now Ted's on to her. She's being a little too hype. Um, Robin disagrees, and they kind of go back and forth about, you know, well, Robin's a woman. She understands women. Ted's known her longer. Mm -hmm. And Robin's Canadian, which starts a bigger fight. (laughs) Apparently Ted brings this up a lot. Yeah. And they... They he, he challenges her to bet five dollars on it. Five she, American dollars. Yeah, she agrees, and then he says five American dollars, and she goes, "Damn!" Now <laughs> I don't know why she was more excited about the bet if it was Canadian dollars. I think they're not worth as much, right? But so, so now there's a higher risk. Yeah, <laughs> it was well timed. The comedic timing of it was good. It just doesn't make a lot of sense, right? So the plan is to get Lily drinking a lot of tequila because that's when she opens up the most. Right, and then she goes to look at the apartment. I really don't know why she's even bothering to look at this apartment. You can just, like, tell by the hallway this isn't going to be great. She has no money. But that first apartment that her and Robin looked at was beautiful. Okay, yeah. Um, they, they like to show a lot of apartments on sitcoms in New York with toilets in the living room. I've never actually seen one of these, but it's it's a very popular sort of sitcom trope, and I bet it does exist. It has in to. Really I mean, the buildings areas. are so old. But there's also, I, most places in this country, there's, you know, housing ordinances where you're not allowed to have a, a toilet exposed in the same place as a kitchen. Or it's got to be a certain, there's got to be like a division. So I don't How know. How does that work with studio apartments? Because that's all like one room. Well, of. studios still have separate bathrooms. The really? ones I've seen, yeah. Maybe not in New York. 
I don't know. New York listeners, fill us in. We reside in the burbs, and we don't know of such things as apartments. Well, I've, I've been in, in the living room. I've been in studios both in D.C. and in New York. And the only thing they're really missing is a bedroom. Hmm. They do have, like, a little kitchen area, and they do have... Or they can, I should say. I shouldn't say they all do. But, I'm, yeah, I'm sure that there are some very slummy areas that have the, the, the shower, the bathtub, and the dining room, like we see on sitcoms. Right. Well, and Lily says later, like, she doesn't have a job, so I don't know how she's affording anything. Credit, I guess. But you can't really you can't, put yeah. apartments on credit. They don't <laughs> let you do that. You can't charge your rent. Right, Trust me, I would have. <laughs> we're at the, I'm surprised that's... Never mind. We're at the apartment. Marshall... Barney tells Marshall to suit up. Marshall's like, nope. Yeah, Barney's like, yeah, you're good. He takes away all of Barney's magic tricks. And then I like the... And behind my ear. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. As I was sitting there waiting. They're at the bar. Marshall's chatting up a pre-law student. Yeah, Marshall's doing well, and Barney is striking out big time. Like, I guess these college girls are smarter than the girls he's usually going for. Yeah, have um, better self-value and mm-hmm. not as susceptible to Barney's schemes. Stratagems. So Marshall makes a joke how, or she says that being in pre-law is killing her. Marshall says he knows what she means, and he's going to be a lawyer soon, so if... It kills her. He can prosecute it, I guess. Right. How it went He'll down. Get a conviction. And she's laughing. And he's like, yeah. Very confident <laughs> at this point. But then he just becomes completely clueless. Or she's, you know, says she has to go. And, yeah, she's yeah. desperately trying to give her, give him her number. And Marshall's just... not catching on. Barney steps in and helps. Right. And then they're in the cab. Mar- Marshall's really pumped. So yeah, Marshall's cute- so cute. He's already, like... Figured out what their first date's going to be, and yeah, look how cute her handwriting is. <laughs> Barney takes the card. Yeah, I'm going to have to keep this. <laughs> I like the, the pause. I'll kill you! <laughs> and Marshall attacks him. We cut. Now everybody's at Robin's apartment, and the tequila is out. Lily finally comes around asking about Marshall. Ted thinks, uh, and then she leaves the room. She's had a lot of tequila so far and hasn't cracked, so Ted thinks, well, maybe she is happy. And then he starts to draw it. She starts crying because she didn't get the first apartment, so he starts to draw out of her that the fact that she's really crying about Marshall, and I like how she just kind of lays it all out. Because <laughs> Ted says, you know, are you you're making this big a deal out of the apartment? Are you sure there's not something else in your life that's making you sad? And <laughs> something else Robin's trying to argue the counterpoint. No, it's just the apartment. She really liked that apartment. And Lily straight out settles it. The apartment is a metaphor for my feeling with Marshall. <laughs> and Robin like It's just so plainly put. I like right. That. But you see Robin like hand back the five dollars to Ted across she, Lily's sobbing body. Yeah, but she does still owe him five. You can't just give him back the five that he gave her when he thought he oh, lost. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I wonder. I hope he gets that five. <laughs> or maybe 500 pennies. Oh, he would love that. Or did he not give her the $5 to begin with, and that is her $5? I thought he did, but I, I could have missed it. So we're back in the cab. Barney decides the only fair thing is to throw out the card, so they stop fighting over it. And Marshall immediately bails out of the cab to go look for it. I know, it's a trick. There's a sleight of hand. And so Barney's looking at it like, oh, she does have cute handwriting. Mm-hmm. 
we're getting some a lot of diner scenes here. Yeah. This, I think this diner sort of has become the newest set that they start to consistently use. I think it's where Marshall and Brad eventually have brunch, and I think I think they mm. they finally have the money to get an extra couple sets, and this is one of those for season two. They're all eating their favorite hangover food for Lily. It's tuna melt and milkshake, and Ted's got a great line: gravy. <laughs> what would you like some, on something? Surprise me. And then <laughs> Robin's still drunk. <laughs> She's like, woo, and like shaking her, <laughs> her boobs. Yeah, she's great in this scene. Yep. So Lily starts spilling it about, you know, she's been dying to ask about Marshall, but she's been trying to play it cool. And then we see kind of like a flash of her inner monologue of like anytime anybody's talking. Marshall, someone please say something talk about, about Marshall. Marshall talk about Marshall, 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 Marshall. Then we get the great real art class scene. <laughs> right. So what the teacher actually said to her was, Oh my god, this is your best work? All my years teaching, I've never seen anything so needless. To say this is art, I can't teach you anything. (laughs) You're right, it is important that that other part. Yes. (laughs) It does improve the playback. And then we get the, oh, so this is what you missed, so the, the flashback to the bus of all the different people that she met, it's actually one guy doing different voices and not looking well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry I missed that. I I do vaguely remember that. That is good. Um, She does want Marshall back. Ted thinks that he would take her back. And then he gives kind of an impassioned speech about how you can't fail him again. He's been dying this whole summer. Well, yeah, because she says, well, maybe I'll call him. And Ted's, you know, a little triggered by that. Like, no, it's either, like, you're you're all in or you're going to leave him alone because that's not fair. Yeah, you know, he's been you know, a mess this whole time. You have to figure out what you want and only go back to him if you're certain. As Ted's hero Yoda would say, there is no try. There's only do or don't do. Indeed. And then <laughs> cut over to Robin, who's giggling to herself, <laughs> says, points to Ted. This guy likes pennies. <laughs> now, we know his daughter ends up being named Penny. Mm-hmm. Do we think that... Well, clearly that was his choice. Well, no, it doesn't have to be. I mean, I think it... Stands to reason? It does stand to reason. <laughs> yes, all of a sudden the messer has become the messy. Well, there's just not a lot of things that are just okay in season two, so <laughs> you're not getting a lot of your catchphrase. Oh, yeah, that's, that's gone now. This, is, <laughs> this stuff is great. <laughs> so Barty talks, talks Marshall into a double date with the girl and her twin... We get an insinuation that Barney slept with mm-hmm. the pre-law student. And there's some funny back and forth about how Barney thinks it doesn't make a lot of sense, but that with the, the twin and this person are the same person. Right. Just double. <laughs> right. They're the exact same person. So everything Marshall said to the first girl, it, Scorpion and Toad, will work on her twin because obviously they're identical. They're the same person. <laughs> Ident meaning same and ickle meaning person. And so Marshall's a little grumpy. You know, he's not good at being single. He's good at being in a couple. He's good at being Lily's boyfriend. But, you know, he's, he's on board with this for some unknown reason. As long as he doesn't end up with the girl that Ted's, that, I'm sorry, that Barney's already slept with. He doesn't want her used up twin. Or, don't give me the used up twin, he says. I <laughs> like Barney's. Used up, Marshall, they're a person. <laughs> Which I think the 
the, the same person is kind of a goofy talk, but then when he says this, it kind right. of completes the joke. It was all worth it. Mm-hmm. The journey was worth it Indeed. for the destination. We're on the double date. And it's going well. You know, Marshall's vibing with this new girl, and then Barney advises him that he's going to go home with both of them. Which, if Marshall thinks this through for five seconds... <laughs> like, when would that conversation have happened? Well, and also, they are sisters. That's not a thing that would happen. No, I wouldn't. Not, not in normal human behavior. <laughs> I think there's cities and places where this might happen, but no, not in high-class, you know... NYU student body. Yeah. Girls with healthy self-egos. I don't think anyone wants to be in the same bed as their sibling in a sexual encounter. I would imagine so, but yeah, Marshall... It is sort of like a weird male fantasy to sleep with twins, but... Yeah, but I don't think they think through the (laughs) other part of that. Barney really thinks he has a shot here. He's trying. So... You know, so yeah, he tells Marshall that the the deal is done, but then he's you know trying to subliminally, you know, put the idea in by saying like, oh, Marshall has food poisoning. Now we're just a threesome, and oh, I got promoted to assistant manager. I mean manager. manager. Yeah, he keeps dropping little hints in. Yeah, so it's clear that yeah, this was not something that they had actually agreed to. Now here's coming to my aiming for my hot take. Barney gets Marshall to leave and then gives him sort of a speech. Marshall says, I thought dating was like a candy store. Well, it's not like a candy store. Um, you may be my best friend. Ted's my best friend. <laughs> and Barney lets that go, surprisingly. But this is sort of the greatest lesson you can teach him is that it's, you know, a barren wasteland of, da- of the world of dating. So A lawless post-apocalyptic wasteland. Sure. <laughs> so all this time, I do wonder... Was Barney trying to scare Marshall out of the dating scene altogether? Because we do know, we learn either later this season or maybe in season three that Barney went out and talked Lily into coming right. back from San Francisco and bought her plane ticket back. Yeah, it's hard to figure out the timing on this because we saw Lily at the end of last episode and they don't start going out until this episode, but maybe there was some crossover. You know, some things happen not exactly chronologically. Um, but also, like, Barney's the one that's really promoting Marshall being out into the dating world. So it's kind of weird. I mean, it's a cute it's a cute follow-up, you know, when we get it of, you know, Barney really wants Marshall and Lily together. Yeah, based on knowing what we know then, they don't give any hint away of it that that's what Barney's actually doing. But with hindsight being twenty twenty, I mean, he's, he's doing everything he can to make Marshall never want to go out and be his wingman ever right. again. So my only conclusion can be... He doesn't want Marshall out there. He wants Marshall back with Lily. Yeah, but then why did he do it to begin with? Uh, yeah, maybe it to was To teach just, him the lesson. Yeah, but it didn't seem like Marshall was really you know, making the effort to want to go. I don't know. It's hard to say. Maybe you know, Barney was preemptively trying to... I'm not 100% sure, but it, it, that would make more sense. Yeah. The way this plays out. Yeah. Marshall's walking up to the stoop and Lily's there. Although, no, I have to go back now, <laughs> because the whole premise of this episode, presumably, is that you know, Barney can't help himself. He's the scorpion. True. But I don't think that completely throws away my theory, but um, I understand what you're I saying. Mean, maybe it's a two-for-one. Barney gets whole... to have sex with a bunch of women. And <laughs> but he didn't do any of this. Marshall. He wouldn't do this kind of stuff to Ted. Right. So, yes, Barney is the scorpion, but Barney can regulate it. Right. 
That's true. All right, we're on the stoop, and Marshall wasn't into Lily there. She seems, you know, pretty pleased to see him, and he's shocked. And they start discussing their summer, and then Lily lets him know pretty quickly that she wants him back. And Marshall basically rejects her, says he... She made yeah, good points when she broke up. Yeah, she made good points when she broke off, broke it off with him, and that he now realizes that he does need to find out who he is without her more fully now that he's sort of recovered from getting over the breakup. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like that was something she anticipated. She seems, you know, fairly upset about it. And I'm glad they don't get back together because otherwise we wouldn't have... Oh, wait, hold on. Let me rotate the dog snoring away. <laughs> okay. If they st- if they got back together here, then we wouldn't get swirly and we wouldn't get the brunch right. episodes, which yeah. are some of the best. <laughs> exactly. But they, you know, he says no, like yeah, let's not get back together now. But they, you know, they catch up and they're friendly, and it seems he leaves like, the door open a little bit. For yeah, it to happen. you know, they're presumably still going to see each other. You know, I guess Lily will kind of join back in with the group and. <laughs> And then one of the best parts of the episode is, yeah, Lily kind of says, like, yeah, I need to be able to make this up to you. And Marshall's like, I have an idea. Yeah, which leads to a great scene of, you know, there is one thing she can do for him. I, I'm not quite sure why he was so adamant, but you can't ask me why. That didn't seem to make any sense to me. Is he embarrassed that Barney keeps stealing the girls? Does he just not want Lily to know that he's been trying to see other girls. Maybe he's trying to create an air of mystery about himself. (laughs) So we get back to McLaren. Yeah, Barney's still dropping those threesome hints in his general conversation. Lily enters and accuses him of giving her (laughs) chlamydia and then she throws a drink in his face then comes back in with a hat on. (laughs) Same exact outfit just with a hat on. Yeah. (laughs) A girl that's mad about him giving her twin sister chlamydia and then throws a drink in his face. I'm surprised she didn't say, you know, you gave both of us. Right, I was thinking about that. I was like, that would oh, drive we the, already know that. <laughs> that would drive the wedge and the threesome even more so. And then the twins walk out. And then that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Great, great episode. Try great episode. Yeah, that's true. I didn't emphasize it enough. <laughs> but this is it, man. We're, we're in... We are in the zone. We're in prime time, How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> I'm so happy for you people to be a part of this. Yeah. I can't believe we <laughs> we're so excited to talk about it. We got through it so quickly. Somehow our episodes we like more are shorter than the ones that we didn't like. <laughs> yeah, I we're think, not complaining as much. Yeah, I think <laughs> complimenting goes a lot more quickly than complaining. <laughs> What's your favorite joke? Um, I think the contrast of what Lily says happened. The follow-up story. And then the actual version of it. What about you? I think <laughs> drunk Robin saying this guy likes pennies. <laughs> it was such an easy joke, and she delivers it so well. Yeah, she does a good drunk. Because it was really hard to choose in this episode. Mm-hmm. Your, what your choice was would probably be my number two, but just... <laughs> I think I laughed the hardest at, at her in that scene. I and don't have least, a least favorite. Like <laughs> Everything was pretty good. I didn't care for the candy store stuff, the Whoppers and all that. That would probably be my least favorite, but I didn't hate it. Like, I think the, <laughs> it was the, the silliness the of them least. being like, we went on for an hour like this, yeah, kind of saves it. We, we get sort of another one of those lame type jokes where Marshall says something to the effect of, there is no wood in sex. Right. Oh, wait, there is. <laughs> 
Eh, it's not terrible. It's not my favorite, but... We've seen worse. Yeah. Oh, we've seen much worse from Marshall. Well, next week we're going to get brunch. Brunch? I love brunch. Oh, brunch is so good. With, with Marshall, or Ted's parents... And now Barney, like, just so in love with his parents. <laughs> you have to tell me the story of that brooch. <laughs> so good with Ted's mom. <laughs> and then strangely hits on her. It's going to be a good episode. Where could folks find us? You can find us at RunkleRecaps.com, where apparently soon there will be a Ninjago recap podcast as well. Uh, you can find us at RunkleRecaps on Twitter, at underscore how I met your podcast underscore on Instagram and Runkle Recaps at gmail.com. All right. Well, we're going to return to our coronavirus lawless post apocalyptic wasteland. <laughs> you joke about that. It's like four weeks away. And with that grim end, <laughs> we'll see you all next week, we hope. Dun dun dun.